welcome to Two Point Perspective by Furry Spaces. I'm the founder and CEO of Furry Home and Furry Spaces. And I'm Steph, the lead architect and design director of Furry Spaces. So as you can see, we're in our <laughs> Chongsa or Chika or the traditional Chinese clothing. And that's because it's Chinese New Year! <laughs> yeah, we're actually filming this on Feb 9. Yeah, so just a few days away. Yeah. So Kongye Fakchoy. Happy Chinese New Year. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna ask Steph if this was racist. Koreans are both racist, so I guess it's okay. Yeah, we're actually both Filipino Chinese. We both have Chinese ancestry, so I don't think it's racist at all. Yeah. Actually, I was the one who told Kelsey. Kelsey, I kind of want to talk about feng shui and I want to do it um, in traditional clothing because yeah. I feel like it's also an ode to our culture. Like, I remember when I was a kid, when we went to high school, every Chinese year we would all dress up in our chongsams. <gasps> really? Yeah, and so they were actually best. Best costume. Huh? <laughs> 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 like, best costume. We all look the same, but there were some uh, that really stood out, like the okay. Chloe one. Did you win? No, never. So today we're gonna talk about feng shui. Yes. Yeah. And that is the correct pronunciation. It's not feng shui. It's feng shui. Some people say feng shui. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because they don't know that f e n g is feng. Yeah. Not feng. And shui means water, right? Yeah. yeah. But actually, like um, in our family, we call it, well, not just in our family, but most Filipino Chinese here in the Philippines, we call it hong sui because that's how we say it in Phuket. And majority of the Filipino Chinese, well, the Filipino Chinese who living in the Philippines, majority of the Chinese in the Philippines are from Hokkien. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where is Hokkien? In China, like geographically. It's in the Fujian province, somewhere in the middle. Fujian, yeah. Yeah, Fujian. Or no, somewhere in the seaside, I think. Yeah. That's how it came to be that Philippines and Chinese traded, like even yeah. before the Spaniards came. Geographically, China and the Philippines are near. Yeah. Right? So you can just take a boat from China to the Philippines before. It baffles me that we have like so much islands, but there's Chinese everywhere. Like, for example, for us, we came from Mindanao. Mm -hmm. It baffles me how there's so much um, Chinese that's spread apart. Yeah, in, in the all, Philippines, in yeah. all the three major resorts besides Mindanao, Cebu, Mindanao, it's everywhere, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it's mostly because of uh, trading, like mm -hmm. overseas, because yeah. we're an archipelago, so it's like, hi, hello, yeah. Hi, yeah. barter, <laughs> tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so our first topic is, you know, let's talk about the history, the definition, and where did this come from, and why are we still practicing it today? So we have our notes here. <laughs> there's actually a lot to it. I didn't know there was a lot to it. Mm -hmm. When I started researching, I was watching like a lot of videos and I was reading a lot of articles. And even I was shocked and we practice feng shui all the time. Like ever since I was a kid, my mom used to always fix up the house, you know. She was always particular with the designers that we were getting. Chinese. She knows about feng shui. I think even with our um, Filipino Chinese clients, they're also like that. Yeah. Know? They're like, they're oh, happy. you guys are Chinese, so you don't come straight. Just a bit. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, you know, the old practices before, how we're bringing it to the modern day times, and yeah. how we're mixing it with modern design. Yeah. Which, is like, which I think is a really interesting topic. Same here. Because I really, um, I'm not too much of a fan of like too modern. It's too minimalist. It's so empty of any personality, any culture, like I do think that we should give respect, give a throwback to our culture, where we come from, in design as well. I think even if you're not Chinese, um, even if you're Asian, or even yeah. if you're like American or European, I think that the practice of feng shui is still very beneficial. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the definition of feng shui. So from based on my readings and everything I knew like since I was a kid, feng shui is the art of balancing the elements and it's a way of harmonizing our energy in relation to um, our living space. How about you? What do you think feng shui is? For me, naman, like, I based my research on my dad's old feng shui books and I really like this definition which was um, feng shui's goal is to harness energy forces and establish harmony between an individual and their environment. 
Mm, I like that. In this book, it actually had an FAQ section, and one of the FAQs was, I'm Catholic, so can I still practice Feng Shui? And what the book said was that Feng Shui knows no religion. It's just the natural way, the natural order of things. It gives respect to the environment, to nature. So it doesn't really um, attach itself to any religion. Yeah. Um, before this podcast, I actually did my research. Is Feng Shui um, superstition? Yeah. Is it a religion? Is it a science? Yeah. And I realized that it's actually an art. It's not like... You know how they say like Buddhism isn't really a religion. It's, it's a, a way, way of life. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that in a way. But Feng Shui has a lot of tradition. That's where a lot of people think that it's a religion or it's a science or yeah. it's all of these hocus pocus, whatever. But I think it's really an art. I think in the end, for me, it's more of a guide. Like it's not a rule book that this is what you should do, but it's a guide. So it's there. Why not try to follow what our ancestors thought was good? Yeah, and we're gonna talk about wisdom. yeah, we're gonna talk about why they thought these were good, why they felt like there were scientific reasons behind it, and there actually are some of them. They have scientific reasons behind it. Yeah, yeah, I was so, so excited. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna talk about how it might clash with modern design and how we might find the middle ground. Actually, there are a definition of human life being connected and flowing with the environment around. A traditional Chinese concept linking the destiny of man to his environment. It aims to ensure that people live in harmony with their surroundings. Yeah. I think that's true because the way you position your home furniture, like the walls, the doors, I think that there's definitely a science to it. Like, I don't know if it's the sunlight bar or what, or like the flow of the wind or what, yeah. but you can definitely feel that there's like a flow of energy. Like if, it's your, if your place is too cluttered, it's kind of hard to think straight because mm-hmm. there's no clear path the like, open air, open surroundings, so I think there's really some truth to that. And actually, like what you said about destiny, um, people always regard destiny as, oh my god, do you believe that there's a firm, um, concrete, exact thing that's gonna happen to you? But destiny, at least according to Chinese practices, isn't like that at all. It's more of like, like there's a potential that this might happen to you if you play your cards right. You know, so for the Chinese, like Feng Shui and um, to an extent Nyati is all about exploiting the potentials and um, minimizing or maximizing uh, whatever you would want, like fortunes or misfortunes. So the guy who did our house, his name is Tan Xian, um, which is in Chinese is Mr. Tan. So I hope you're watching this. <laughs> I hope you're proud of me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> did our house, he also did my nyanzi. Yes. I think you have to explain to them what nyanzi is. Yeah. A very rough definition would be my destiny. So basically he saw me as a baby and he was like, mm, I know what's gonna happen to you. Or at least the potentials of what would happen to so you. So it's like fortune telling. Yeah. Life. And he also gave me my Chinese name because he thought that having this name would guide me well in my life. And I don't know, that was really That's fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But I know some people whose Chinese names are like Kong with a different yeah. Wait, so I had this um, high school friend that his um, Chinese name was Shui Dong, which means Wonder Dragon. And that was because um, when they saw his Nyati or his quote unquote destiny, he would have a lot of fire, a lot of negative fire, a lot of negative fire in his life. And so in order to combat that, that's why they gave him that name. So I don't know, like stories like that. You know, do you know about Ayurveda? You know Ayurveda. It's not a person. Oh, is that the yoga thing? Yeah, it's a yoga thing. I <laughs> one day during my yoga teacher. So basically, Ayurveda is the study of the elements in yourself, like water, fire, earth, and air. Um, I think it's like Vata, Vata, Pitta, something like that, Kama plus Earth. Um, it show, it's like basically your personality test. Like, Ooh. No, for what, 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 what is your personality? You? Yeah, what element are you? Are you more Vata, which is air like are you like airy you know and there yeah. are you like um fiery like you know like go 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 right? so what are you i think i was vata pita which was air and fire oh i can see <laughs> because i can be like airy in a way but i'm also like fire like go 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 like passionate and stuff like that so there are um good elements to this but there are also bad elements like with fire you can burn out like literally burn out. Oh. Oh. You can run it figuratively. I'm just trying to exaggerate. But yeah. yeah, you can like burn out. And with air in the background, you can also space out. I think this is Indian 
rooted. It's, it's interesting how even in different cultures, there's this study of the elements and how we interact with them and how like deeply rooted we are with them. Like even in Chinese though, we have our own element. Like I'm here of the pig, but I don't know if I specific I don't know my specific element, but like it's fire and then metal. Like every cycle is different. Yeah, but yeah. I, I actually haven't like looked into that. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. <laughs> Sorry, this is feng shui. <laughs> We're getting there. But it's just interesting how it unites in every culture. Yeah. yeah. Actually this isn't scripted guys. <laughs> Sorry. We really did not talk about this. Like yeah. even if we wanted to say something. We were like, no, let's save it for the podcast. So yeah. we would have like our genuine reactions. Because I feel like not a lot of people, like they know what Feng Shui is about, but they don't really know where it came from and why people are like so strict about it. So where did it come from, Kelsey? You know, a lot of websites say that it's that 3,000 years ago. Ooh. But then I was, I was like, Pardon, I still didn't really know like where did it come from, like, prim- like the primal way, you know, like in Africa. Because I'm, I'm like that, I want to look way, 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 way back. So let me read my um, my notes here. Originating in China almost 6,000 years ago, Feng Shui, also referred to as geomancy, literally means wind and water. So it's an ancient method of constructing and optimizing residences and also businesses Yes. to bring about happiness, abundance, and harmony. So there's architecture, there's urban planning, there's interior design, all looped into it. Fun fact pala. Feng Shui was actually invented before the compass was invented. What? Yeah, did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, according to my research, um, there's a Chinese compass, right? Yeah. But there's also a regular compass. Right? Yeah. It was actually invented before that. So they had a way of, let me share with the sun, right? Uh-huh. So then, you know, it sets here. So I think that's how they used uh, their, the different directions. They say that it comes from China, right? But mm-hmm. it says here, there's another link. Uh, probably will link these below if you guys want to look for yourselves. But 5,500 years ago, Indian mystics practiced the principles of Vastu Shastra, literally translated as building science. So the science of building is a system that. that explains how to design and construct buildings, houses and cities. And the followers of Vastu believe that every building is a living organism with its own energy. And then they also study the five elements, which is earth, Water, fire, air, <laughs> on the world around them. So, far, I think this is where it came from. Um, I think a lot of websites also mention the practice of, or like the incorporation of qi, which is energy yes. in Chinese. Yeah, so um, I think that's what feng shui is really about. It's harmonizing, optimizing your qi. Yeah. And making sure your energy is well, it's flowing well. And this is very Okay, let's move on. So, does it really work? And what's the science behind it? What are the beliefs? I don't know. I asked my grandma whether whether feng shui really worked, and of course, her answer was, "Of course, it does." <laughs> and then I asked her, "Have you ever had any instance where you didn't follow feng shui and it resulted in bad luck?" And her answer was, "She never not followed feng shui, so she wouldn't know the answer to that." To that, I want to add, my mom had this experience. She really? believes because in mirrors are bad when you it when it reflects the way you see it. Yes. So there was one time in our house before in Cebu mm-hmm. where the mirror was positioned like where it reflects only her head. So it cut off her neck. Yes. And I she didn't really consider that as a mirror because it was behind a shelf. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she really saw it or she, I think I think it's been bothering her but she didn't really do anything about it because mm-hmm. her designer was like, I feel okay like But then the rest of the house was like really like well <laughs> anyway, so um Oh so nothing happened. No 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 okay. something happened. Ooh. Yeah, her throat fired up I don't know, but guys if this is Tamabar what? First she had the thyroid uh problem. Mm-hmm. Hyper or hypoma, something like that. Hyperthyroidism. Yeah, and then after that, after after her doctor's visit, she she <laughs> removed the mirror. Yeah. Then she said she's she's been okay ever since. Yeah. But then guys Please don't take this to heart. Because I have yeah. genetic hygiene therapy. And I think, kasi, um, honestly, like feng shui, it's a pseudoscience. And pseudoscience is not really based on any facts. Um, it's more confirmation bias, really. But for yeah. me, I respect it because it is where I came from. We it's are right. Chinese descendants. So. It's culture, it's an art. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, it's a special thing about me. Whenever people are like, oh, you're a Chinese architect. Oh, do you know feng shui? And I'm like, sucks now. You know, uh, but you know what? My grandma does have a cuento of bad luck. 
So we had a driver before, and grave. As in, in one month, yung biyanan niya and yung mom niya died. As in, magkasunod. And then, parang kunapwento niya sa lola ko. And then, my grandma was asking, oh, are they staying with you? And then, he was like, yeah, and that's when it all happened. And apparently, my driver's door was right in front of a mirror. And then, basically, ano, my grandma asked to move it. I wait, sorry, ah. I think the Biennan died, and then his mom was in the hospital. But after they moved the mirror, the mom was like, okay, I'm well now. And my grandma's like, see, so that's why you should visit the Feng Shui. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and actually, so remember when I mentioned Pansien? So he actually has um, a celebrity client here in the Philippines. But I'm not going to say it on camera. Basically, he had this whole townhouse um, set that there was a pool, there was a fountain in the middle. Like sort of like a courtyard type. Mm-hmm. And then no one would buy it. But apparently when Tansen said, Oh, you should definitely remove that pool. Because my butas ka sa katawan. You have a butas in the center. So everything you eat goes out, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then after you covered it up, everything sold out. But then again, that's just my grandma's window of Tanshin. <laughs> it's funny, no? I think there's a lot of things that your grandma wants to validate. Yeah. So you'll follow. Yeah. You know, basically confirmation bias. Let's talk about applying feng shui in your homes. Um, what are the must-dos? Well, this is from my grandma. So for her, the first time you enter a new house, you should have money, rice, salt, and walisting thing. And Which one is the thing? The really sticky sticks. Okay, okay, yes. But it's not the one with the handle, like the handle is the stick itself. It's, it's, it's just a picture. Yeah. It's a broom, basically. But yeah, so you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah. Okay. And then parang you put it at all the corners, or almost all the corners. There's lucky corners. I think it's like the longest corners of the room. Yeah, that's where you should put it to get okay. locked. So that's one of the one ones. And I think this one, almost everyone knows, um, you can't put a door right in front of another door. You can't put a door right in front of the mirror. You can't put a bed in front of the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, basta anything mirror is bad. And honestly, for me, like... Um, no, actually, um, mm-hmm. mirrors are good if they reflect something good. Ooh. So, example in bathrooms, they cannot reflect trash cans or toilets mm-hmm. because those are negative energy. For example, trash cans are waste, right? And then toilets, it's where your waste goes. So you have to go to the toilet, you have to not have the mirror. Like example, the mirror has to reflect only you. Yeah, or something positive. I, I don't know, like a, like a view or something. But, but was it, wouldn't the bed be also you? <laughs> the bed? Yeah, if it's in front of the bed. I think sleeping is a different story. Ooh. Because you're not conscious. <laughs> I don't know, guys. For yeah. any, I think I'm making sense of my mom's like... Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, besides feng shui, I also wouldn't like a mirror in front of my bed. Because imagine waking up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my god, and then it's just you. You, you wake up and, oh my god, what's that silhouette? And apparently it's just you, so. Yeah, yeah so that's one of the things. So it's yeah. kind of a funny feng shui story. So I have one, we have we used to travel a lot before, mm-hmm. um, like summer vacation, you know. And then we would go to hotels and didn't practice feng shui. My mom would freak out. Like, really? example, yeah, example, if the door was um, facing directly toward the bed, that's really bad. Right? Yeah, that is. Say, um, a little bit off to the side, or just yeah. not directly to the door. So, if the hotel was designed that way, we would literally sleep the other way. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> we went to ano. Um, we also went to Boracay one time, and then there was this number. It was four four four. As my uncle went wild. He was like. Change rules and the, yeah. the staff were like, what? Yeah. But yeah, I would also change rules, honestly. It's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yes. To those who don't know, four means death in Chinese because of the Chinese. It sounds word. like death. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's se and yeah. se is also death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four, anything in our house is like yeah. bad. And 13, right? 13. Because I want to be. No. no that's a no. That's just. That's a devil's number. That's American. Ah, that's American. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was one three. No. You know, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it's honestly very valid because most of what I know about feng shui was from my grandma. Most of what she knows is like it's just passed on to us, and I feel like yeah. there's a revisionism going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I also saw this somewhere. Um, no house is perfectly arranged to be 100% feng shui. Mm-hmm. Like, sure you'll practice some, but there'll always be some aspects na not perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You can always optimize it about 80%, 90%, yeah. but it's never going to be 100%. Yeah. I think it's just kind of impossible, especially in this day and age where, you know, there are these parallel properties and villages that you can't choose where you're facing, the right? Yeah. Yeah, some doors are like directly to the street and that's Bawal. Mm-hmm. Bawal Dao. Oh, and Bawal is face the north, yung main door, yeah. Dao. Puro <laughs> Dao eh. <laughs> <laughs> we believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Alam mo, another um, Feng Shui 101 is the stairs. So, yeah. um, ba, ano, sa Filipino, it's Oro Plata Mata and it can't land at Mata. It can't land at the third one, right? In stairs counting. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But in ano in Feng Shui, it's actually Hyang Ong Sui Bi. So Hyang Ong Sui Bi. So where is that? For one, two, three, four. And it can land at Hyang and Ong, but it cannot la- land at Sui Bi. So it has to land at the first or second, but not the three and four. What are you talking about land? Like where like you're the last, the last, the last, the first. Yeah, the last one. Oh, okay, yeah, that's why we come stairs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know I don't know if it's a well-known feng shui fact, but yeah, because for I mean, Filipinos usually practice oro plata mata. We practice chiang ong suebi. Yeah, it's really interesting that like, uh, there are so many rules that you don't really think about. Yeah. And then like, biglalang when you have your house, like, and then a feng shui master comes and he's gonna be like, oh, so many things wrong here. <laughs> But you know you have to be sort of wary with feng shui masters because mm-hmm. parang they're not all real. Really? Yeah, there are fakers. My license na. <laughs> um, di naman, pero you have to be... <laughs> May sinabing pen ko eh. It's like Seahawk now and I'm like, what does that mean? And then she doesn't know what it means in English. But basically, you have to be chosen. You're not like, I can't say na, okay, I'm an architect and I want to practice feng shui. Can I be... Can I also be a feng shui master? No, I have to be chosen. If it's not in my destiny, I cannot be a feng shui master. <laughs> Who's gonna choose you? <laughs> the chosen one. Yeah. And ano kasi? Like, parang avatar. Yeah, oh, parang avatar. Oh, actually, parang avatar na, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pero ano kasi, sabi ng dad ko, like, the easiest way to tell if the feng shui master is for reals is the way he accepts money. Because because you're chosen one, because you're chosen by the heavens, you can't abuse your power. So like there was one time na um a family friend gave like a hundred k to this feng shui master. Na hey thanks for um doing my house. He gave back half of it because parang for him his work was only half of it. Like he knows what he does. He knows what he does. And you know, if you abuse your power, it will be taken from you. Unfortunately, right? Okay, so parang I don't I don't know if I should discuss this, but kasi parang just like um the way my friend explained it, the way you're chosen, you have a spirit guide. Oh my god, you have like <laughs> like like a Pikachu. Like if you're Ash, you have a Pikachu with you going around on um, your adventures. And if you abuse your power, voila, Professor Oak is gonna take back your Pikachu. So and we always have interesting analogies here in this podcast, right? <laughs> another another must do in your house if you want to have good energy flow is you can't have your front door face directly to your back door. Yes. Do you know that? Yeah. Um, your front door, example, when you enter the house, you cannot directly look at the back door yeah. or an exit towards the back. Mm-hmm. It has to be somewhere hidden because, example, if the good energy goes to the front door, it can directly go out. Like it's yeah. not going to flow around the house, give you good energy. Yeah, and, and even in design, like yeah. the wind will just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much science. No. Yeah, <laughs> so much science there, like the mm-hmm. circulation of the air is yeah. not gonna properly circulate. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, like it doesn't pass through the bathroom to the kitchen, mm-hmm. so you know the food smell can't ventilate. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's even maganda yung windows eh, like windows facing each other, because it just like. Like not even in feng shui, like even in design, it just like creates a vortex of sorts, and you don't want that. So that's yeah. one of the practices that feng shui and modern design comes together. Yeah, and there are actually also uh, parts where they clash. And do you want to discuss it now? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so I have this book. Wait, I'll show you guys. So this is the book, and it's called. The applicable feng shui parenthesis geomancy for urban living. Mm. 
So this was by my sister's Ninong, actually. Oh. Yeah. But well, like, guys, this was 1992. But I think it's pretty applicable to the times. Yes. So okay, the first one. Like even in lot sizes, Feng Shui is very particular. So this one is residence constructed on a square lot is auspicious. So auspicious is actually good. It means a good omen. You just let us mention crazy rich Asians. She yeah. said, Mama said my nose is auspicious. Yeah. You know what auspicious? I always thought it was negative. Because it sounds a lot like suspicious. So I always <laughs> I was always suspicious of auspicious. Auspicious I, means luck. Yeah, but I always thought it meant something bad. And they're like, oh my god, something's auspicious. In my mind. Well, her chartreuse is color green, but it sounds like it's color red. And vermilion sounds like it's color green. It but does. it's actually red. Why about chameleon? <laughs> I don't know, but like just one of those things that the words don't sound like the way they're supposed to. So auspicious yeah. is good. So other examples are like this: triangular lots are not good. Okay. Like even in design, it's so hard to design on a triangular lot yeah, because a lot of space will be um, wasted well, in planning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird. But this is one of the weird ones. Okay. Sorry, Abdo. He said, plot sighted on the south facing north but with missing portion on its northwest portion could cause to the dweller's first son to have no offspring and misfortune. There's a lot of that here. And I just really feel bad for the first son. Yeah, no offspring. And it's always the first son. So it's good that I'm neither first nor a son, but it's always the curse is always on the first son. I'm just saying. Really? Yeah. And you have the first son. <gasps> Cause death to the first son of the dweller if your shape is like that. Okay, you know, man. I think that one is not science. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. there are a lot of things to consider, like genetics. Yeah, you like them. <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's like a spirit that's gonna directly go to your house. Yeah, like this one. Rectangular plots are auspicious. And honestly, this is the ideal plot. Yeah. The ideal lot plot. Also, plot. Um, architecturally. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because you can plot out the gate and entrance is really well. You have a nice backyard for a pool. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. it says that it should not be too long or deep. Which I also agree with. That's not Yeah, because it's yeah. going to be like a really long rectangle. Oh, we're the man Yeah. And there are even things like this dirty canals or stagnant. Putrid water in front of a house is not favorable. Bad costing forces and abundant. I mean, like, even without yeah. costing force, like, that smells. It's no. just smells, yeah. Don't girl. Yeah. Right. Oh, this one I like. So, this one is too big structure beside a small house is inauspicious. So, for me, not good. not good. So, for me, it's not good because if you're a small house in the middle of two buildings, Grabe, like you don't get any light. You don't yeah. get any natural light. Like, ka. like you feel so small. Yeah, claustrophobic. So oh. this is really not good. I think also like um feng shui is also about how you feel. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it sounds focus focus because there's all of these weird things. But yeah. it's not like there's a science to it. It's more of like your energy and how you feel. Um example when you look at your look in a space mm -hmm. or where you live. We feel it like that. When yeah. you go to your resort, it's open. You feel like you're one with nature. You feel like you want to relax. But if you live in a city, not me. If you live in a city in a high-rise building, and you're surrounded by all of these huge and tall buildings, you really do feel claustrophobic at one point. So I think there is some truth to this energy thing. Yeah. Because it tickles your senses, like your sight, like how you feel, like what you smell. It affects the way you live. So there might be some truth to this thing that our ancestors are doing. So they were onto something. Yeah. But this is one of the things um I don't agree with. Okay. So for Feng Shui, house that is long on its east and west side but narrow on its north and south is inauspicious. So the north facing the longer side. For me, um in planning, it's better if the longer side is on the east and west. So why is that? That's because like east and west, that's where the sun rises, sun sets. And it's better that a large part of your house um, actually has access to that natural light, that natural ventilation. That This is one part of the feng shui book I really do not agree with. What is the rationale behind that? Why is that? It doesn't say. <laughs> it just says it. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, like our house, our house is like this. Like the short side is facing the north. I feel like it's because the north is good, right? Yeah. So it has to be facing the north. Yeah. Like, but also, yeah. like only one room 
imagine mo, there are like three bedrooms in our house and only one room is facing like the northeast so northeast is also pretty ideal like whenever i'm at that room which is my bedroom luckily whenever i'm in that room i don't even turn on that fan as in so cool that it's so naturally cool because um the sun travels about east to west but it goes down south mm -hmm. travel path niya. so if you're an artist and you want consistent lighting all throughout, you better be on the north side because there's not much lighting zone and it's cool. So for me, like, it's just unfortunate that out of the three bedrooms, only one bedroom gets an ideal spot because of feng shui. Mm -hmm. But if you want, more, if you want uh, more rooms to have more light, it's better it's on the longer side. But it's about feng shui. So square it up. That is actually, actually, perfect, uh, no, perfect compromise, perfect compromise. <laughs> yeah. And here, for the interiors, there's this one. Columns and posts in view as door is open badly affects the offspring and financial matters of the dweller. So it's like when you open the door and there's a column in the middle. Okay. I think, I think besides feng shui, like, would you want to open your door to a column? It's there's not some nice. people have no choice. Like, example, like, what if that's the house? or what if that's the office that you rented, you know, mm. what if it's like that? They can move the door. <laughs> I mean, renovate it, you know, renovate the door, yeah. <laughs> and there's also this one. So tree roots that have grown into the house are inauspicious. So this is actually dangerous because roots, you think trees are just like, oh, they're just trees. But their roots, oh my god, they're so strong that there's, there's like, they can make cracks into your foundation. So it's actually pretty advisable na, um, to um, build a bit farther from trees. So yeah, inauspicious guys, inauspicious. What about building a tree inside your home? Hmm. You don't use something like the glass. Yeah. Yeah, the glass displays and then there's the bombs in the tree or something. Feng Shui says no, but if you want, you can try. But Feng Shui also says that it's good to have greener around. Oh, but now, I, I don't know, like, you know, explanation of Mongo, because our house is supposed, because our house is supposed to be like that. Now, there's like a garden in the middle, but Tan Sien said that uh, it's kind of you have like a hole in your tummy, so everything you eat, it won't, it will go out. So everything you eat, it's like everything you earn also. Everything you earn, it will go out. That's also why you can't put stairs in front of the door because everything you earn will go right out. And actually, when we went to visit our relatives in the U.S., their house, it was the door right in front of the stairs. That's also in the U.S. Yeah. And then my grandma was like, bad feng shui. Put the divide in there. And then they contacted us like a few months later and they were like, we're doing well. Is it feng shui? And we're like... Maybe. My grandma's kind of smug about it. She was like, I knew it. Do you think that, you know, it sounds, because I hope this focus is on people. It sounds like BS, right? Yeah. But do you think that it affects the mindset? Example, if you call them blocking, or example, if it's the door to the stairs, do you think it affects how they feel about work? Or like when they get home, you know, they don't feel rested? You know? Honestly, like, if it were me, and when I go home, there's always a problem I see. It sort of disorients me. It is. And and you think that, oh, it just disorients you like the few, first few seconds. But mm -hmm. it, 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 it builds up. up. It builds up, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I agree, I agree. Yeah. And I also think, for example, like if you sleep and then you face a mirror, it's also uneasy. Because you're looking in your friend perspective. There's something moving, but it's you, but you're not sure. So, friend, I'm uneasy. I'm assuming that's the scary thing. But yeah, I'm also scared. Yeah, but. Whereas, example, kung wala mirror, mm -hmm. you feel that like I can sleep, you know, there's nothing yeah. there, like there's nothing moving. Because the mirror is like, what's your instinct when you see a mirror? Look, you, know, you look yeah. at the mirror, you you observe how it opens up the space. So you have to put mirrors strategically. If you put it near your bed, it doesn't really make you feel at peace. I've also read somewhere that when you dream, you can't see your own reflection. You're not supposed to. Have you? I don't know. You know, you're scared. <laughs> no, but you're not supposed to. Okay, what? If you really die. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is this wood? Yeah, it's wood. Okay, that's not on wood. But you're just not supposed to tell like, like, try to remember. Have you ever seen your reflection in a dream? Because I, oh, I've never. When I read it, I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. I have never seen myself. Even if there's a mirror, I don't look at the mirror in the dream, you know? Mm, okay. And I don't know, I, I just I just wanted to uh, no, say that because you know, reflections are a big thing no, in feng shui. Like mirrors, yeah. it's a very big thing. 
So hmm. when well, I heard that um it's a gateway. Oh that's why we're getting scary if you <laughs> don't listen to this at night. <laughs> no no don't be scared, but um it's all it's also a good thing. Yeah. So all souls are not bad. That's what they say. Right? All yeah. spirits are not bad. Like the Pikachu's for the Feng Shui Masters, they're good spirits. They're yeah. here to help you. Wait, so I wanna share this then. Okay. Um so this one is the distance between the floor and the bed should be at least one foot. To be auspicious, thus to prevent the invasion of ghostly force. So, uh, one foot that's almost um, 30, 30 centimeters. And um, the ideal height for the bed is about 50 to 60, so that you know, when you sit on it, it will be like oh, such a low. low. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know, it's nice to see that it also prevents invasion of ghostly force. Like what monsters under your bed? So they said there that it has to be at least 30. Yeah, so. But then the ideal is 50. 50 to 60, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, the right? man will be putting your bed on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And then there's things like oven placed under the beam is inauspicious. You really wouldn't want to place the beam above the oven anyway. Because like, where do we put the exhaust if the beam is there? You can't move the beam. So what if it's like you're, you have a high ceiling and there's a high beam up there, but you still mm. have an exhaust? Maybe you can just like... Like that kind of. Is there yeah. a reason why? No reason. We just catch you one of Wait, that's all. Faucet and oven must not face each other. Dweller will be distressed with the womanizing curse. It's so specific with the curses. Womanizing? Yeah. So, bawang makata. Um, I, actually, I actually also read something about that. So, the oven has the element of fire, mm -hmm. and the sink has the element of water. water. So, when you put them um, facing across each other, Classic. Yeah, I mean, some people say it's a balance, some people yeah. say it's a conflict. I was actually researching that. But there was a concrete reason why. But even in designing kitchens, we have this thing called the work triangle. It's ideal for the stove, the sink, and the ref to be in a triangle. So at least four feet away from each other, if I remember correctly. But they shouldn't be like in front, directly in front of each other. It's not good. I mean, at least the stove and the same. I, I don't know why, but like, uh, that's just to support Feng Shui. There's a little Feng Shui video I saw in that. Oh. It's ideal though. <laughs> ideal? Because, um, example, if you put an oven facing somewhere, it's gonna direct the fire energy there. And if you put the sink somewhere, it's gonna direct the, the water flow. So, okay, then then people, according to this video, can tell them the across each other, they are it balances each other out. That's so interesting. Yeah, so, <laughs> but you know, like, um, in this project I'm currently doing at the G residence, um, actually, like, my client was the one who said that you can't put a toilet on top of the kitchen because it's bad water. Toilet is considered as bad water, while mm -hmm. sink and ref are considered as good water. So you can't, like, connect those two. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to be um, a bit away from each other. But it's not architecturally though. Is that possible? Oh, it's a, no, definitely. Because like different new pipelines for clean water and water. Uh, but it's just water. the pipe. It shouldn't be the same pipe or above. I don't know. It, um, in feng shui, it shouldn't be above each other. Like the, the pipes, pipes, the plants, just the structure. Uh, but then again, like that also makes sense because would you want those pipes to be near each other? No. In case there's only right. That's just an excerpt from this applicable feng shui for urban living. Get this book now, out since 1992. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We have a lot of feng shui books at home actually. But the thing is, you shouldn't put your feng shui books in your bedroom. No, no, no. That's also bad luck. Why? Oh, why? My grandma just tells me things and I'm just like, okay. Blindly father. Yeah. Like a sheep. Yeah. Like you have like these relatives that really impose these leaves on you. You just have to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess you just fight that. My mom also sometimes like I tell her in the front. Um, what is that? Because you have a full body mirror in your bedroom. What is that? Like it's on trend. Yeah. Arch full body. It's like no, 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 no. Don't. So I put it outside. So we actually weren't able to talk about the different elements. So we always talk about fire and water. But according to my research, according to our research, yeah. there are five elements in which the chi or the energy flows. So they are earth, fire, metal, water, and wood. And there's actually um, a creation cycle and a destructive cycle. Mm -hmm. So you have to be wary that it has to be in the creation, not the destructive cycle. So the creation cycle is wood, fire, earth, metal, water. 
Because wood is what makes the fire burn, fire turns to ash, which turns to earth. With the earth, there's minerals, so metal. And metal, when you smell things, evaporation, there's water. And water, you know, aids wood, like... Mm -hmm. um, so it's a cycle. Oh yeah, that's the creation cycle. Mm -hmm. So for the destructive cycle, it's wood to earth, because when you put wood to earth, it's dug up. <laughs> And then earth to water because when you put earth on water, the bed dries up, absorption. And water to fire, that's sort of like obvious now. And fire melts metal, and then metal is an axe, cuts wood. So you have to make sure that your elements are in the right order. Wait, so um, the disciple, this is the first time I'm here, I'm hearing about the disciple. Yeah. So, how do we apply the cycle? Like, example, is it in the way we finish like the floors or the, the walls or is it in the furniture that we create like how do we apply this cycle in our homes i think it's more of like a home shoe master will be able to tell that correctly okay so besides the element okay so this fire sink is water i think we all know that but even in ourselves like you're a different element i'm a different element mm -hmm. and then there's like when i was designing this client's house this shui master he took into consideration the years the birthdays of my client um his kids and which bedroom should the daughter be where should the uh, father be? Something, something like that. Because um, I think it's all because of those five elements. So I don't think I'm qualified to discuss it well. <laughs> but like it's something like that. But it's all matching, matching. Because it's not just about the things that surrounds us. Eh? It's also about us. We also have um, elements inside. Yeah. And other than the elements, usually also puts huge importance on yin and yang. Like there's always, there always has to be a balance. So that's the um, black and white circle of the line. Yeah. Yin is. The dark, dark, cold, feminine, and then yang is light, hot, and masculine. Yeah, so yeah. the yang always has to be above the yin now. Actually, I think, ano, yin, yin, and yang. It's not really like masculine is boy, it's just more of like the, the energy. The energy. Yeah. yeah, and I always like the fact that, um, I don't know where I read it, but in the yin and yang symbol, there's always a little bit of yin in the yang. There's always a little bit of yang in the yin. Yeah, and one cannot survive without the other. Yes, exactly. Because light cannot, no light without the yeah. It's about dualism. Opposite forces can be complementary and give rise to each other. So day and night must take turns to change the times and circumstances. That's how I feel about us. Like we're yin and yang. We complement each other. And usually we're wearing black and white just that now. But Sina yin and yang. We'll find <laughs> out in the next episode. <laughs> How those elements can work well for you, consult a feng shui master, I guess. <laughs> how we can find the creation mm. cycle. Yes. Do you know about the bagua? You know the thing about the bagua? We don't have in our homes. Mm -hmm. But like, the only thing I know about the bagua is that Chris and Pino movie and the curse <laughs> and stuff. And That's the mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a I was researching where did this come from because mm -hmm. that's the symbol that we all know. Because of the person Kino Um so the Bagua is actually pronounced Pa Hua. Because in Chinese one. Yeah. Pa Hua. So these are like parang building blocks of feng shui. Interesting. So there's exactly imagine like a grid and then there's it's a three sides. Three by three grid. So nine total. But there are these numbers on the Bagua grid and then Horizontally or vertically, it all equals to the, num the number 15. 15? Yeah, so I was numbers. like, what is 15? Ah, because 15 is the lunar cycle. There are 15 oh. days. Yeah, so oh. yeah, it's like 8, 2, 5. Good up. Or like 5, 3, 7. Oh. <laughs> 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 you know, 9 is also um, very prevalent in Chinese culture. Yeah. Wait, I'm not sure about this one, but in the Forbidden Kingdom, like it's nine pillars or something. Really? Yeah. Or nine. Because it's always nine. It's nine lucky. Yeah, it's lucky. No, I thought seven, eight, nine is lucky. Even, I know, like when you enter home, there's always like nine horses, nine dragons. Like there's a painting of nine horses, nine dragons. Really? Yeah, that's one of the lucky things. Interesting. Yeah, eight and nine. Never four. I just know eight was 
like continuing cycle, you know, infinity. Yeah, my friend would also say that if you're gonna have fish, it has to be nine fishes, but eight of them are like any color. But there's one fish that's black because the black absorbs all the negative energy. And she, so my friend even has this friend who has a black dog. And basically, the Feng Shui master prescribed it to absorb the energy. So eight puppy, eight dogs. Yeah, and then one's black. <laughs> and one dog, so can I have to buy eight? <laughs> no, one dog is suspicious according to that. Oh, really? Yeah, Yogi, you're auspicious. Congrats. Shout out to my corny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the bag comes from the tea by tea grid. And then it kind of stemmed from there, like that was the foundation of it. And then there were like color grids now. Like which color symbolize what? And then you know, I don't I don't really get it. But that's yeah. where it came from. So definitely it can go deeper. But what we're um, discussing right now is just more of like Yeah, let's scratch timer. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Like, there's even courses to it, right? Yeah. Like people become feng shui masters. Like there are courses in China. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the last part of our podcast, which is feng shui and dealing with clients. Mm -hmm. Like example, what if we have a client that is really, really adamant on adding this feng shui aspect in his or her home, but then it's conflicting design-wise. Well, for me personally, I've never experienced wherein the feng shui master would recommend a layout that's just so ghastly and so bad. Because in the end, like as we've discussed, they just do it in the natural order. Like the biggest conflict I've had with the feng shui was when I designed a window in front of a sliding door. And in the end, what we did was we just moved the sliding door bit to the side and the panel facing the window was fixed. Because sometimes it's just like that, eh? Parang, like with energy, it doesn't have to always be literal. And for me, um, it's part of our tasks as architects, as designers, to translate what the client wants, what the client needs into something that is tangible, into good design that works well for the clients. If one of the client's preferences includes feng shui, it's our job as designers to take that into consideration. Because like feng shui itself is just like when somebody wants that, ooh, I want transitional, I want traditional design. I think it's just sort of like that. It's one of the client's preferences. And yeah. yeah. And like we said a while ago, no house is 100% feng shui. And of course, as professionals, we'll design it to the best of our ability. We'll yeah. definitely advise that, mm, sir, we have to do it this way. So just let me share this experience um, with my previous project wherein the client had to consult with a feng shui expert. And what we basically did was we just brought the plans and then he was like, mm, this is okay, this is okay, move this a bit, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can always mm -hmm. move things at the edges mm -hmm. design. And sometimes, because this was a house renovation, so it wasn't as if um, when he said, oh, you have to move the toilet, you can move a whole toilet. With renovations, it's hard, eh? so much costings. Mm -hmm. So what we did instead is he would give like these charms mm -hmm. to help combat the fact ah, yeah. that the toilet was sort of yeah, yeah. on top of the stove. I so that, like, like that. For example, yeah. if your house is like, there's it's like a column stair or something like that. Yeah. You can just mask it with like a mirror or something, or you can yeah. you can put something over it. Like example, if there's a mirror like on the wall, and then or a TV, a TV on your bed is flat because there's like a mirror. Yeah. yeah. So you can just cover the TV that way. Yeah. There's some compromises that you can do. Yeah. There's always remedies to it. Yeah. Okay. So to wrap up our podcast, basically, if you want to incorporate feng shui in your home, it doesn't have to be the one 100 percent, yeah. right? Just Keep it free of clutter, make sure you know the sunlight is maximized, mm -hmm. the flow of the energy you feel is like maximized. Yeah. yeah. Um the burning question tells me. Yeah. Do you believe in feng shui? Um I appreciate the art of feng shui. Mm -hmm. It's like how I practice some aspects of Buddhism in my life, but I'm not a monk, mm -hmm. you know. I'm not vegetarian the man, but I still meditate, you know, I still believe in like reincarnation. So it's kind of like that. Oh, it's kind of like you take bits and pieces of the art into your life and then you apply it where you feel like it's right. How about you? Well, <laughs> As an architect, do you believe <laughs> <laughs> As a Chinese architect, you believe in for sure. Um my take on this is I don't know if I guess. Like yeah. 
you, you know, like with Pascal's wager, like if you gain, you gain it all, and if you lose, you lose nothing. But in this sense, you gain all the bad luck. So I guess for me, like as long as it doesn't really interfere with the design, why not? And honestly, I'm very proud that I'm Filipino Chinese. I'm very proud of my ancestry, like obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this is something I want to learn, not because I'm an architect, but because when I have kids, I want to teach them about it. Like I don't want to not know about my culture, you know. I want to pass these things down because that's what's that's what makes yeah. us us, and yeah. we are nothing. With other ancestors, like yeah, I have, yeah, I have a great life because my great grandfather um goes to like hop on a boat, <laughs> go into the country, yeah. <laughs> and I think the least I could do is be proud of my culture. So happy Chinese New Year! <laughs> yeah, happy Chinese New Year, guys. We yeah. hope that this podcast was insightful for you, even if you're not Chinese, even mm-hmm. if you don't practice it. If you somehow feel like you want to incorporate these in your life. You can, the man doesn't have to be yeah. full on, you know. It's like you don't have to convert it to a monk. Yeah, it's like a practice. buffet. Just take what you want. Yeah. Life's a buffet. Take bits and pieces <laughs> here and there and incorporate it into your life. And if you don't want that, you know, don't have to browse in the month. But if you feel like it doesn't benefit you in any way, it's really kanya kanya talayan. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so. Yeah, uh, I think we've covered all of the basic feng shui topics that we could. Yeah. We hope that this podcast was helpful. And if you guys feel like you want to explore it more with your space, um, we actually have an Instagram account at Furry Spaces that you can reach out to anytime. It's always me or Steph. Yeah. Yeah, and you can just talk to us anytime. It's free consultation. Like if you want to ask about feng shui, we'll just try our best. And if you want to design that sort of a bit feng shui, at least you know that me and Kelsey know at least the basic one one. Just to share, a lot of our clients are Filipino Chinese. Yeah. So they're really happy when we tell them that, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can mm-hmm. really, my mom's really happy too that we're practicing this in our design culture. And I hope our ancestors are proud of us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mom, I hope you're proud. Daddy, I hope you're proud. Also. <laughs> Don't forget to like it if you liked it. Comment if you have any topics you'd like us to cover. Yeah. Yeah. And subscribe, please. Follow our podcast on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We post and we upload videos one to two times a week, right? Yeah. We don't have a set schedule yet, but we will. We will. <laughs> Once we get those yeah, comments rolling. We, we're gonna <laughs> we invest in the professional time. Yeah. So guys, thank you again for listening and for watching our podcast. And this is Kelsey. This is Stella. And we are the Forty Spaces team. We'll see you on our next podcast. Bye.